We are taking a pause from our series on stewardship to hear a message on the great Reformation teaching, Soli Deo Gloria, the glory of God alone. The title of my sermon is Bring Out the Babies, which will make sense to you by the end. But I would ask that you turn in your copy of God's Word to Psalm 8. If you could turn there, those of you on the live stream, either in your Bible or your Bible app, to Psalm 8. This is a famous psalm that highlights the majesty and glory of God. And many of you know verse 1 by heart. By the end of this message, I hope you will come to love verse 2 as well. Psalm 8, verses 1 and 2. O oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens, out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, your kingdom is forever and your glory is above man's wisdom. It's above what we see in this world. We pray that we would become like children today so that your power might flow in us. Your glory might be exalted in this world. And we ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts would be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Three points this morning. And they flow right from the scripture. So you'll see a scripture reference there as well. The arrogant enemies of God. God's army of infants and man's foolishness and God's wisdom. First of all, the arrogant enemies of God. When was the last time you looked around at this world that we live in, you turned on the news and you said, God, why do you permit this? I see so much evil. I see so much discord. I see so much brokenness. I see so much pettiness. I see so much greed. Lord, why? I have personally followed the war in Ukraine very closely. Almost every day I am checking in. I am seeing if there's been an advance or a retreat from the Ukrainians. All of us have wondered, Lord, why? Do the evil people seem to get the victory sometimes? And God, what do you think about these people? Now, these people are the enemies of God. Look at verse 2. You have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. These people are God's foes. They are his enemies. In fact, they are avengers. They want to strike at God. And all around us, in our city, and certainly in our world, there are many 
enemies of God. Many people who don't care about God's ways, they don't care about His law, and they certainly don't care about His glory. It has been the same way since the beginning of sin into this world. And so we wonder, dear friends, we wonder what is God's reaction to all of this evil going to be? Is He going to send a million angels to wipe the evildoers off the face of the earth? Is He going to strike them with disease and illness? Well, sometimes God in this life strikes down the evildoer. But in Psalm 8, God surprises us as He often does with a weapon that nobody sees coming. In fact, it's a weapon in disguise. It's actually the cutest weapon in the whole world. You know what God says? When God's enemies mock Him and jeer at Him and challenge Him, God chuckles and says, bring out the babies. Bring them out. Wake them up from their naps. Tell them to put on their onesies because the time has come to go out and to rebuke the enemies of God. Look at verse 2 again, my friends. Look at this. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength to still the enemy and the avenger. God says, I'm calling on the little ones. I'm calling on the babies to quiet my enemies. Now, you know, of course, that in this battle, we are not talking about a physical flesh and blood battle between infants and God's enemies. Of course, that's not what the psalmist means. There will come a day, my friends, and Martin Luther wrote it best. He said, one little word will fell him. There will come a day where God comes, Jesus Christ returns again in power with his angels and all the saints, and all he's got to do is open his mouth and say one word, and Jesus wins. And Satan and his servants and even death itself will be thrown into the lake of fire and it will be over forever. But in Psalm 8, that's not the battle that David is talking about. And that's not the battle that we are going to focus on. Now that day is coming, my friends. But David is talking about a spiritual battle that you and I are in right now. It's God's kingdom versus Satan's kingdom. And even though we cannot always see it, God's kingdom is advancing. You know, you might think that this is the same Hebrew word in verse 2 that's been translated twice just to make it more interesting with babies and infants, but it's two different words. One of the words used here means child or toddler. And the second word literally means a nursing infant. That's why the King James Version says, out of the mouths of babes and sucklings you have ordained, thou hast ordained praise. So, 
let's just pause for a second and let's get the picture in our mind of this spiritual battle and what God is doing in the midst of it. Here we have an army made up of newborns. We've got nine-month-olds crawling around. The staff sergeants are in diapers. If we can find a three-year-old anywhere in this mix, he or she shall be the general. Because we have an army of infants that God is calling forth to silence his enemies. I just think this is so amazing. This is so powerful. And this is so like God. God says, I'm going to take the weakest things in this world. And with the weakest things, I'm going to shame the strong. And I'm going to show you what it means to depend on me. This is a spiritual battle, my friends. God has a brigade of babies. He has an infantry of infants. Can I go on? He's got a garrison of Gerbers. He's got an aircraft carrier of cuteness. He's got a battalion of binkies, a platoon of pudginess that he is calling forth to silence his enemies. He is calling forth the babies onto the field of battle. And they don't come with tanks or F-16s. They come crawling because most of them can't walk. And half of them have to take a nap before they get to the front lines. But God calls forth the weak things in the world to shame the strong. Because I'll say it again. When the world mocks God, when the world jeers at God, when the world challenges God, God just laughs and says, bring out the babies. That's what he does. Let's jump to point number three. Man's foolishness and God's wisdom. Let's pause for a second and think about this. Jesus came as an infant. Jesus did not come with power and might. He came to give his life as a ransom for many. This message of salvation through weakness, through death, it makes no sense to the world. Christianity is the only religion that celebrates the fact that its founder was brutally killed. In fact, we don't just celebrate the cross. We make it the center of our faith, the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so, friends, Jesus shows us what it means to know God. We must become like children, too. We must give up our pride. We must look at Psalm 8 and say, the babies and the infants aren't the weak ones. The babies and the infants are the picture of what God wants from us. Because God doesn't need us. And he doesn't need all the power in the world to silence his enemies. He will silence his enemies even through babies and infants as they glorify him. And as he uses little ones to picture weakness. Billy, I'm going to go for a bit of a walk right now, if that's all right. 
because I've got a friend that I want to say hi to. Here he is. River, I'm back. I'm back, buddy. Look at this beautiful child. Look at this little soldier in the Lord's army. He gives God glory. He gives God praise. He is a picture of what God wants from each of us. And this is going way better than your baptism. <laughs> See, we know what we've got, River. We know what we've got. Friends, you've got to become like a little one. Out of the mouths of babes and infants, he has ordained praise to still the enemy and the avenger. And I don't want to give you up, but I got to finish this sermon. I got to finish this sermon, River. Thank you, Allie. Thank you. My friends, do you feel weak today? There was a praise. Good. Embrace your weakness. Recognize this is how God works. God hates the proud. He brings down the proud. But He works. He exalts the humble. I want you to hear from our Lord Himself what God says about children. Matthew 11.25 says this. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little, say it with me, children. To little children. Matthew 18, 3. Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Of heaven. Yeah, River, you've been called up, my man. He's ready. He's ready. You know, some of you might think I'm off my rocker with this message. That God's bringing out babies. But I want you to hear the words of a reformer named John Calvin that I bet you've heard of before. You know what Calvin says about this passage? It's on the screen. David, in mockery of God's enemies, brings into the field of battle against them the mouths of infants, which he says are furnished with armor of sufficient strength and endued with sufficient fortitude to lay their intolerable pride in the dust. Don't you love that? You see, God will not give his glory to another. It all belongs to him, my friends. And one day, all of those who rebel against God and insist on setting up their own kingdoms with their own glory will have to face their maker and they will get what they deserve. But for any who will turn to the Lord Jesus and say, Lord, I have stolen your glory. I have fallen short of your glory but now I bow the knee to you. Now I become like an infant. God says, you're welcome in. You are now part of my 
family. You're my child forever. Listen to what the NIV Study Bible says about this passage. It says, It is certainly strange to say that children's words build a stronghold that deters God's enemies. It's strange. Let's, let's acknowledge that. We don't expect this verse. Yet that is precisely what this passage says. God takes these babblings and turns them into a stronghold that silences his enemies and their rebellion against him. It shows that God takes the weakest of all things and makes something great and strong from it. Those of you here today, those of you on the live stream, there is no better place to be than to be in a place of spiritual weakness before God. Because when you are spiritually weak before God, you invite Him into your life to actually work, to change you, to make you like Christ, to receive Christ, and God receives all the glory. Soli Deo Gloria. Amen? We can't understand it. River, I'll call you up in a little bit, okay? Give you a break right now. He's been, he's been silencing the Avengers. The message for us today is to accept our weakness and to embrace it. To not view our weakness the, the way the world does. Something to be overcome, something to be improved on. Once I'm strong, once I have power, once I have money, once I have influence, then I'll be able to, my life will make sense. It will be complete. I'll accomplish the things I want. But rather it is to embrace your weakness. Because when you do that, you become strong. When you empty yourself of yourself, God fills you. And he exalts you in his grace. You know, we live in a world where people are going to keep mocking God. They're going to keep jeering God. They're going to keep opposing God in his ways. And there will be a second coming of the Lord Jesus and all of his enemies will get what they deserve. But in the meantime, is God sweating? Is God nervous? Is God losing sleep, doesn't know what to do? God chuckles and he says, bring out the babies. Bring them out. The toddlers. The infants. If we can find a preschooler, we're really doing well. Bring them out. Because that's where God gets the glory. That's where God gets the praise. Feel weak today? Embrace it. Accept it. Don't let it go. That's the hand of Jesus reaching out to you, calling you to turn from your pride, your rebellion to him, and to embrace him by faith. To say, Lord, in Christ, I'm united to you forever. I'm given your spirit. I want to know you. I want to walk with you. I want to be yours. Let me end this sermon with Paul's words in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Listen closely to these words of Paul. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? 
Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ and Him crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, all of us today, my friends, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Listen to this. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not to bring to nothing things that are so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boasts in the Lord. Come to Jesus today in your weakness. Come to him in your need. Because when God's enemies mock him, I want us to say it together. God just laughs and says what? Bring out the babies. Bring out the weak ones. Bring them out. Because through those ones, I am glorified. Soli Deo Gloria. He will not give his glory to another. Embrace that today. Make that the center of your life. Turn from every form of pride that you are tempted to want to have in your life and say, Lord, make me like a child. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you always amaze us and surprise us because your wisdom is beyond us. Your weakness is greater than our strength. Your foolishness is greater than our wisdom. Make us weak people today, spiritually weak, so that through Christ we become spiritually strong. Humble us so that you would lift us up in due time. And we pray that you would receive all the glory. Amen.